Hello everyone and welcome to Not So Secular, the place where we talk about how the world we live in is not as secular as we often think. We just choose to see it that way. My name is Mon Reyes, I'm a youth missionary here in the Philippines and I will be your host here today. On this episode, I'll share with you a talk that I gave two weeks ago at Youth Home Taft called What Changes People? Here, I take on certain important themes such as forgiveness, justice, accountability, and the kind of transforming love that God gives, which is not always the same as how we would define love ourselves. If you find this podcast valuable, share it with your friends and family, let them join in here together with us, and stay tuned for more ways you can come in and support. With all that out of the way, here is today's episode. Good afternoon. All right. Sige. Good afternoon. If you don't know me yet, hi. My name is Mon. Can I get a hi, Kuya Mon? Right. Could you high-five the person na nasa next, nasa left and right panel mo? Sige, high-five mo. Kunwari na lang tumatama, di ba? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yung mga nagla-livestream, yung mga nasa Facebook livestream lang, hindi nila nakikita yan. So, sama na rin kayo sa Zoom. Sama na rin kayo dito. Right, right, right. Good afternoon. Welcome to Youth Home Taft. I am glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're joining us this afternoon. If you're new here, welcome. And um, I hope that this could be a place for you to reconnect. And when I say reconnect, I, I mean that in two ways. I mean reconnect with God and to reconnect with people. Um, maybe you're someone na uh, tumatakbo kay Lord for some time now. Maybe you're someone who has been ignoring this or maybe um, this is something that has been pressing in your heart. And if that's you, I want to let you know that you've come to the right place. I want to let you know that this is not an accident. I want to let you know that there is a purpose why you are here. Or maybe you're not that. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you're that person that you grew up. This was just a part of, you know, your family. You go to church, the first communion, ka, the confession, ka, ganyan, and everything. But it wasn't really something that you thought about a lot. Well, then, um, and maybe this is an opportunity to see this, see your faith in in a new way, in a new perspective, and to and to re-encounter Christ in a maybe more personal way. And that is something that I would love for you to have. Um, and the, the another side to that is to reconnect with God. About another side to that is to reconnect with people. We are a gathering of young people here and it would be great if after this, you get to join an LG, a light group as well. So this is our usual Wednesday gathering. We come together, we, we pray together, worship together, and then we listen to the word. You listen to what I have to say, but not just that. More than that, greater than that is what God has to say. But the light groups is an opportunity for you to be in a smaller setup, get to talk with people, be friends with the, the, the other people here. And so we're going to talk about that later in the announcements. But either way, either way, welcome. Welcome. Good afternoon. And for today, I'd like to dedicate a few minutes of our time to, to read from God's Word, uh, offer some reflection, some stuff to think about, and um, be with each other. Be with each other as we, as we listen to what God has to say for us. And so for today, our message, the title of our message, if you've seen it, on Instagram, yung poster natin, or maybe you haven't yet, the title of our message is What Changes People? 
It's not a question. Hindi siya, what changes people? No, it's a statement. It's what changes people. Right. And change is something, sabi nga nila, diba? change is the only thing that is constant. And um, uh, I want to dedicate some time to talk about that, about what changes people, what changes us, tayo personally, and what changes the people around us. Because I think, I think that we could be aware of this, or maybe this is something more subconscious. Maybe this is just something that um, in the way that we function, and maybe we don't notice or pay attention as much. But I think inherent within us, as part of us, we also have, to a certain extent, a desire to change the people around us. Or maybe changing the people around us is too strong of a word. Maybe it's a bit of an influence, to influence the people around us. Right? Meron tayong ganun eh. Maybe our, our, our siblings, our brother or our sister acts a certain way. It's naiinis ka, right? And then what do you do? You treat them a certain way as well. Maybe cold shoulder mo yan, di mo papansinin medyo, o kaya papagalitan mo, kung ikaw yung mas matanda, ganyan. <laughs> Why? Because, because you want your sister or your brother, you want to influence them to act in a certain way. Tama ba? It's like that eh. It's like it's the same thing when we say jokes, diba? Pag nag-joke tayo, tapos medyo corny minsan, hindi hindi mabenta, hindi tumawa yung friends mo. Ganyan. Natawag kang corny. Why? Bakit bakit ka kino-call out kapag ka-corny ka? Kasi gusto nila na mag-act ka in a certain way na hindi ka masyadong baduy. Although minsan yung mga corny tao, sila yung mga masayang kasama kasi sila yung mga hindi natatakot magsalita. But that's fine, right? That's fine. So uh, I want to talk about that. What changes people? But I'm not trying to say, or our, our message here is not to say that this is what changes people, period. This is, more of a, this is more of a general observation. This is more of a general reflection on what are the types of things? What are the types of, of, of treatment? Kumbaga, the way we treat others. How does it change people? How does it change us and how does it change the people around us? And so let's go to scripture. So we're going to read a story, a story of an encounter of a person, a woman with Jesus. Pero hindi lang to silang dalawa. They are actually surrounded by a crowd, a crowd of people. And this crowd of people is going after the woman because the, the woman did something wrong, at least in their perspective. And what they did is they brought this woman to Jesus and, and they were waiting. They were waiting for what Jesus has to say. They were waiting for how Jesus would react. To this certain woman. And so let's go right to the text. And I'd like to read this to you. This is from John chapter 8, verses 2 to 11. I'd like to invite you to open your Bibles, turn on your Bibles if you're using a digital one. And it's right here as well, so that you could um, follow along, read along. If it helps that you read along, read along. If it helps that you listen lang, listen lang. Whichever helps you true on this better. And so, John chapter 8, verses 2 to 11, it says, But early in the morning, he arrived again in the temple area. All the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, This woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. 
Now, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So, what do you say? They said this to test him so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he bent down and wrote on the ground. And in response, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin any more. Hmm. It's a powerful story. I want to ask you a question. When was the last time you forgave someone? When was the last time you extended forgiveness? Yung totoong forgiveness, ah, yung totoong nag, nagpatawad ka. Hindi yung basta-basta nag-sorry lang. Hindi yung basta-basta, okay na nga, sige na nga, kasi ito eh, wala naman magagawa eh. When was the last time you forgave someone? Or if, if you can't recall the last time, maybe you could try to think about the last time you forgave someone significantly. You forgave someone in a way that mattered. To you. Yung talagang may pinatawad kang tao. When was the last time that happened? For me, in my case, I'm married, which means that there is a constant person <laughs> whom I forgive and ask forgiveness from. And mas padalas ako yung ng forgiveness. And joke lang. <laughs> and, and then I remember when we were preparing for ano, preparing for our wedding. Um, isa sa mga ninong namin, Benes dad, si Tito Bo, um, when we went to their place and uh, consulted him, talked to him, one of the things that he asked us is, how well do you fight? Not how often do you fight? Or do you fight? Not, it's not that. That's not the question. His question is, how well do you fight? Which kind of brings with it the expectation that you will fight. You know, if, if you're a couple, romantic couple, you're getting married, you kind of have to expect that you will fight. But that's part of it, right? That's part of it. When you're trying to, when you're trying to share a life with someone, that's part of it. And if, you, if you're having trouble thinking about this or visualizing it, just think of your family. These are the people that you spend the most of your time with. Think of who's in your house. Okay? Think of the people that you spend the most of your time with. More often than not, you've experienced what it's like to fight with them. You've experienced what it's like to have a disagreement, to be frustrated, to be annoyed, to be... <laughs> You know, some, some other non-churchy words here and there. <laughs> and you've experienced what that's like. And I think part of that is because you've grown so accustomed to them. with their friends, And that's what happens, right? How well do you fight? And going back to the question, when was the last time that you forgave someone. 
Okay, I want to make this clear. Clarification lang. Para we're on the same page here. This is not a justification for you to stay with your toxic jowa. Okay, I'm not saying na, oh, sabi ni Kuya Moon, mag-aaway daw tayo. So, okay lang na nag-aaway tayo. Okay? Linawin ko lang. Okay? Hindi <laughs> yan ang topic natin for today. <laughs> Just to make it make it ano, clear. Kasi baka mamaya maging ano pa ako eh. Maging tulay pa ako sa hindi tamang bagay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. But the thing about, you know, I think it's very important we understand this. I think it's very important that we are on the same page here because, you know, we talk a lot about, pag things are romantic relationships, we talk a lot about how, are we compatible? Bagay ba tayo sa isa't isa? But, you know, the thing about being in a relationship with someone is that if you are in a relationship with someone, then you're not compatible. <laughs> just, just to make it clear, right? There are even times when you get disappointed at yourself. How much more another person? Okay? It's not a matter of how compatible you are. It's a matter of how willing you are to work with one another despite your disagreements or despite your imperfections. And does it fit? Does it fit? Or do your goals fit? Do your, do your plans fit? Do your personalities fit? And maybe that's another way of saying compatibility, but it's different because you're not just relying on certain things that you have. Just take me as I am. It's not that. It's how you struggle forward together. Because that's the thing. You learn to love better when you learn to forgive more sincerely when you learn to forgive more freely. And in fact, forgiveness is one of Jesus's forgive, forgive. Forgiveness is one of Jesus's favorite expressions of love. Diba yung sayin sa mga lagi nating nababasa, lagi nating nakikita sa, sa scripture. When you read about the story of Jesus, when you listen to it during the Mass, your sins are forgiven. Jesus always says that line in different, in different contexts, in diff- with different people. In fact, there was even that one time, this one story when Jesus was preaching, there was a crowd in a house full of people, and then there was these, these group of guys, and then they had their friend who was paralyzed, so he couldn't move, he was sick. And what this, this group of guys did is they basically drilled a hole dun sa ceiling. Binutas nila yung kisame, right? Just to lower this friend. Kasi hindi sila makasiksek in the normal way. Hindi sila makapasok. And so binutas nila yung ceiling. They lowered their friend in front of Jesus just so Jesus could see him and minister to him. And what did Jesus say to this paralyzed man? He said, uh, he said he recognized first. He recognized the faith of his friends. And then what did he say? He said, your sins are forgiven. Right, right. If you were one of the friends who were trying to bring this guy, your paralyzed friend, in front of Jesus, and then nung, 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 finally, nahatid mo na siya sa harap ni Jesus, what happened was, what Jesus said is, your, your sins are forgiven, then kind of makes you think, uh, ayos yan, Lord, pero sana, sana hinil mo rin siya, no? sana pinalakad mo rin siya. Eh, no? But that's not what Jesus said initially. Of course, we know in the story that Jesus later on heals the guy. We know that later on in the story, um, he says that for you to believe, for you to see that, that Jesus is legit, that I am really from God, he ended up healing the guy. But it, it's amazing. It's, 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 I find it interesting that Jesus' priority is, for, is to forgive his sins, not to heal his sickness. The healing of the sickness comes after. 
The restoration comes after. It's a part of it. It's a part of it, but it comes after. It's the forgiveness of sins. And this is, this is, this is an indicator of who Jesus is because during that time, you can't just forgive sins willy-nilly. It doesn't happen that way. You have to go to the temple. And we're talking about your, the sins of the person. And, you know, it's, it's naman siya kay Jesus nagkasala eh, but Jesus forgave that person. Extended forgiveness. One of Jesus' favorite expressions of love is forgiveness. And so I'd like to ask you again, when was the last time you forgave someone? That's difficult, no? Kasi for us humans living in the 21st century, we don't always like forgiveness. Why? Because we want accountability. Because we want justice. Because we want to be right. I like to be right. We like being right. Uh, oh, personally, I like being right. I remember when I was in college, <clears throat> we had this algebra professor. So I think I was first year or second year college during that time. And I had this algebra professor na medyo uptight, medyo, siya yung type of person na talagang super, um, super matino maramit, and medyo strict siya when it comes to, when it comes to his students. And ako kasi during that time, um, I was, <laughs> I was new to the youth ministry. I was new to following Jesus. So my values were a lot different during that time. I didn't take it seriously. Like, I didn't take my studies seriously that time. I wish I did. I Hope I did. Um, but, you know, God got me through it. <laughs> and so during that time, I was the type of person na kapag uh, gabi na, I, would, I was the type of person na nasasagarin ko yung sarili ko. Pagod ako sa, sa studies, pagod ako sa commute. Kasi, I mean, hindi naman online yung classes noon. So I would travel from, from Laguna. Taga Laguna na kami rin ito. I would travel from Laguna to school and back to Laguna. And then I would go home tired. And during that time na matutulog na dapat ako, hindi ma ako natutulog. Kasi may mga iba kang bagay ka pang pwedeng gawin. Pwede ka pa manood ng series. Pwede ka pa manood ng YouTube. Pwede ka pa maglaro. And uh, during that time, I would play you know, by, my, by video games and... Um, and I guess that was the part of me that was trying to seize control during that time because I crazy, crazy tired. I was always in the bus and I didn't like it. And for me, just to try to, to, just to desperately try to grasp that little moments where I could still take control, I would spend my time before I sleep playing video games, even though I should be sleeping. And so I end up having super little sleep. And so what happened eventually for sure is um so i would get sleepy and then there are times talaga when in the middle of the class i would just fall asleep and meron ako natutunang skill sa pagsakay-sakay ko sa bus all these years kaya akong matulog nang hindi ako yumuyo ko kaya ako kaya ako nakasanda lang ako nakapikit ganyan nakakatulog ako <laughs> that was one of the things that i learned and this this professor of mine caught me Caught me sleeping one time. And then, tinawag niya ako, Mon. Ayan. So, tinawag niya, okay, sige. Um, natutulog ka. Uh, nakikinig ka ba sa klase? And so, he would, would try to address the situation. And then, I would try to make excuses. And then, um, okay naman. The first time it happened. But, it didn't just happen one time. It happened several times until eventually napikon na yung professor ko sa akin. Sabi niya, alam mo, kung, kung matutulog ka lang din sa klase ko, tinawag niya ako, pinatayo niya ako sa gitna ng klase. Tutulog ka na lang sa klase ko, solvin mo to, tong nasa board. Algebra to, solvin mo tong nasa board. Ako naman, tayo ako. Chinect ko yung nasa board. And I was trying to understand it. 
And, um, and well, I was able to answer it. I was able to answer the problem that was on the board. And I felt good about it. I felt good kasi parang, ah, sinarinch mo ako, ah, so parang, okay, sige, nasagot kayo. <laughs> nasagot kayo yung pinapasagot mo. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was able to answer yung question niya. I was able to answer yung problem na nasa board. He called me out and I was able to, to respond. But did I respond well? Maybe that's something that I didn't think about at the time. Did I do the right thing? Did, was it right for me to feel arrogant after having answered his question, even though it was true that I was sleeping in his class? The answer is just no. But I'll give you this. It made me feel good about myself. <laughs> And that's the thing. We like feeling that we are in the right. We like being right. We may, not, we may not say it out loud or we might not say it in that way, but it, fe- it makes us feel good when we are right and others are not. And if you still don't believe me, take a look at your timeline or take a look at the feed of your friends na laging nagpo-post tungkol sa mga bagay na convicted sila about kasi feeling nila sila lang ang tama about it. <laughs> You'll see it as in it's everywhere, right? And, and, and that's the thing, right? We like feeling that we are right We like correcting others. We like calling out. And in the time of social media, it's just so easy because all you gotta do is type. It's the same, it's the same syndrome kapag ka na nasa kotse ka. Alam mo yung mga, nasa, mga nag-drivers na nag-road rage. Ako, minado ako. Pag nasa kotse ako, mas mabalas ako magalit. And, and the reason for that is because you're shielded. You know, nasa loob ka ng kotse. Hindi mo naman kaharap yung kausap mo eh. And I think that when we're talking to people in person, pag face-to-face kayo, Um, I really do think that we're not going to be as rude as we often are when we're just on social media. Even when we're calling out bad behavior. Because I get it. Sometimes, you know, we, we want to say something about it. We want to we wanna make sure that people know that this is what I believe about this certain thing. And, and that's not always bad. That can be very good. But sometimes we forget that the people that we're talking to are just that. They're people too. Kasi ganun eh, once you treat people as labels, it's easy not to treat them as human beings. Pag natawag mo na silang kung ano mang label yan, natawag mo na silang bigot, natawag mo na silang kung ano man, kung ano mang label yan. But you see, correction, correction is not bad. But it is important for us to know how to do it well. It's not just about what you say. It's about how you say it. Are you saying these things in a loving way? Because uh, I've heard this from someone online, um, someone that I look up to. He says that, you know how there are white lies, lies that we say to protect other people? In the same way, there are also black truths. Truths that we say, not to help, but to harm others. And oftentimes, the way that works is, is it's in how we say it. It's in how we say these things. When we use the truth against them instead of using the truth to love them and to build them up. And this is a, this is a very personal experience for me because it, it, it wasn't always easy for me to forgive and to ask for forgiveness. Katya knows this. <laughs> and 
Kasi ha, I had this perspective before eh, na because you know, yun, uh, I want the person to learn. So they have to face the consequences. <laughs> and so that's what I think. That's what I thought. But you know, there is a certain level of truth into that. But you know, as, as a human being myself, I have to recognize that I'm not always a good judge of right and wrong consequences. I'm not always in the right place to say, ano ba yung dapat na pinagdadaanan niya? Ano ba yung hindi? And this is why we don't like forgiveness. Because we like accountability. We like calling out. We like justice. We like all of these things. And it seems like when we forgive someone, parang ganun na lang ba yun? Parang wala na lang. Forgiven na, tapos na, over na yun. But that stems from a perspective, a misunderstanding of what forgiveness actually is. Because when we look at how God forgives, He doesn't forgive at the expense of being just. He forgives with His justice. Because He is a just God. Because He wants, he wants ultimately what is good. He does it because he wants to set things right, even at his own expense. And so when we look at the words of Jesus in another, in another passage, in, his, in another one of his teachings, in Matthew chapter 18, this is uh, one of the prescriptions of Jesus. Okay? And this applies when you're trying to correct someone within the community, um, Believing the same things that you believe, yun yung context nito. So when you're when your brother, if your brother sins, brother in the community, <clears throat> it says, verse 15 onward, it says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. You and him alone. I want to emphasize that. Let's read onward. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. Hold on. Okay. If he listens to you, you have one over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. What is Jesus trying to say here? You see the progression of how it, of how it builds up Hindi siya, pag nakita mo may mali siyang ginagawa, i-post mo sa Twitter or i-post mo sa Instagram. <laughs> Hindi siya ganun. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way, right? If, if, kung may nakita kang maling ginagawa yung isang tao, generally, how should you correct that person? The way you correct that person is, you try to approach that person first. Kung kaya. If, especially if you're in good terms. If you are friends, lalo. Now, I understand. You can't always do that. Especially kung hindi kayo close or kung meron ng hostility between the two of you. Maybe it doesn't have to be you who does the approaching. Maybe you can approach someone else, a kuya, an ate, someone that you trust, someone that you know this person trusts as well. But generally, ito yung general application natin, eh? especially if you're friends with this person. When in public, you protect. When in private, that's when you correct. When in public, you protect. When in private, that's when you correct. When in public, especially if you know this person, it helps to give the benefit of the doubt. Lalo kung ikaw lang yung nagbibigay ng ganong perspective. 
that maybe there are some things that you don't understand about the matter, the matter, the matter. <laughs> maybe there are some things that you don't understand about the matter yet. And so protect. Protect, especially if it's your friend. Now, granted, you can't always do that. It's okay. That's fine. If you can't protect, then don't add to the fire. It's the least you could do. If you want to correct someone, pag-usapan nyo, mag-usap kayo. Mag-usap kayo, bro. Kasi ganito eh. Nung nasa, ano tayo kanina, may sinabi ka na medyo insensitive. Um, and I'm sure, uh, baka hindi naman yun yung ibig mong sabihin. But I just wanted you to know that maybe, maybe there are some people who have been affected by what you said. Do it like that. You know, do it in a loving way. Speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. In public, protect. In private, correct. As much as possible. Now, this is just very relevant kasi last week lang, kung nakikita niyo yung mga balita tungkol kay Nas Daily at kay Luis, nakakatawa yung mga tao eh. Kung nakabalitaan niyo to, ha? kasi may issue ngayon eh. <laughs> I'm always, hindi uh, naman always, but I try to keep myself from commenting sa mga ganitong bagay. And I'm not, I'm not gonna say what I think about the matter, kung sinong tama, sinong mali. But you know what's funny about it? What's funny about it is that in the matter, in the, in the span of a week, we have seen eight or more public posts about it. Nag-post yung si Luis. Tapos nag-post si Nas. Nag-post yung tatay ni Luis. Nag-post yung classmate ni Luis. Nag-post yung, ang gulo na, nag-post yung kaibigan ni Nas. Nag-post yung ganito. Nag-post yung ganyan. Nag-call out lang sila sa isa't isa. It's funny. Like, parang, what the heck? And you see people posting about it, commenting about it, ganyan, ganyan. And then, kapag ka may lumabas na ng bagong detail, bigla lang, ay, mali pala ako. Pero hindi naman nila babawin yung sarili nila. Ipapost, i-delete lang nila yung nakaraan nilang pinost. Antinas or anti-Luis, kung kaninong side ka man, tatanggalin lang nila yan, i-delete lang nila yan. Kasi syempre, nakakaya naman kung babawin ko yung sinabi ko, di ba? And it's funny. It's just, I find it funny na parang people are posting about these things when they don't even know their matter. Like, if they don't even understand what's happening, it's just one word, uh, one person's word against another. It's he says, she says. And that's the thing. Wala namang proof. Like, lalo nung umpisa, wala namang proof kung sino ba talaga yung nagsasabi ng totoo. Pero... Pag nakakita tayo, nakakita tayo ng ganyan, something na ipaglalaban natin, post agad tayo. We need to be more prudent. We need to stop and think. Okay? Will posting this help people? <laughs> Or am I just doing it for the likes and the reacts? And think before you click. Di ba nga sabi nga ng slogan? Think before you click. And ganyan tayo eh. Ganyan tayo. Now, Again, I don't know who's, who's telling the truth. I'm not sure. <laughs> But let's not add fire. Going back to John 8, yung, yung uh, encounter with Jesus and the woman and the crowd. You see the crowd who brought the, the woman caught in adultery when they brought the woman to Jesus. It says in the text, in what the passage that we read, it says that, it says that they did this to test him. So that they could catch Jesus off guard. So that they could ca- catch him saying something wrong. Catch him saying something offensive. That, you see, when, when the crowd was bringing this, this woman caught in adultery to Jesus, they, their intention was not to correct the woman. Their intention was to cancel Jesus. Did you get that? 
their intention was not to fix the situation. It's not to help the, the woman caught in adultery. That was not their intention. Their intention was to catch Jesus. And so it always helps when we're confronting someone, when we're, pag may pinapagalitan tayo, kapag may pinagpo-post ng kanaparinggan tayo, it always helps to check your motives. Why are you doing this? Does it really have to be done? Will it help? Is this the loving thing to do? Or is this just something that makes me feel good about myself? Because I think I'm in the right. In the words of Jesus, again, Matthew chapter 7. This is a different teaching. Matthew chapter 7 verses 3 to 5, he says, Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrite. Remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. Parang medyo may hint of sarcasm si Jesus dito. Eh, no? Na parang, pinapansin mo yung dumi sa mata ng kaibigan mo, tapos ikaw may... Wooden beam. May troso ka. <laughs> Buwanang wika. May, may troso ka sa sarili mong mata. Ganyan. <laughs> and, <laughs> may, you have a wooden beam in your eye. Like, and what Jesus is trying to point out here is that we can... <sighs> it's always easier to judge others than to judge ourselves. And when we're judging others, we don't use the same measure for when we judge ourselves. Always easier to give your opinion when you're detached to the situation. Laging ganun. Kaya may mga kaibigan tayo na sobrang galing mag-advise pero di naman nila ginagawa yung advice nila. Ah, ganyan. Kasi di fact, detached sila sa situation. Eh. So madali mag-advise. <laughs> it's always easier to pass judgment if you think you're not involved. But Jesus is reminding us. The Word is reminding us. We need to also look to ourselves. Because the same judgment that you pass to others, you will be measured in the same way. Jesus is not saying na, oh, sige, wag tayo mag-judge. So, wala na lang. Wag na lang pansinin kapag may, may hindi magandang nangyayari. And I get that. Okay, I get that. That some people here have the passion to do that. Have the passion to, to set things right and to help others and to extend empathy. That's very good. But what Jesus is, is saying here is not parang stop caring, bahala na lang sila. It's not that. It's, it's when you do when you do that, make sure that you're not falling into your own trap. Take a look at yourself. Take a look at your life. Are you living a life of virtue? Or do these standards that you uphold, do they just apply to everyone else but not to yourself? This is, this is selective judgment. And you, we also see this in the passage that we read. It takes two to adultery. I'm thinking of a better way to say, to say that, but it takes two to adultery. <laughs> and uh, well, Adultery, when, when a married man, married woman cheats on his, hus- his husband, his wife, her husband, with someone else. You know, adultery, it takes two. Okay? It doesn't, you can't adultery on your own. And it's interesting how these crowd of people, the only person that they bring in front of Jesus is the woman. Is the woman. Where is the man? Where's the guy? Where is he? 
why wasn't he part of it? Bakit siya hindi siya part ng condemnation? Bakit siya hindi siya part ng... I'm not saying that, that that kind of condemnation is correct, but right from the offset, you can kind of see that their own eyes were blocked, were, were hindered from seeing things as it really is. Because they were too caught up with their moral superiority. They were too caught up with trying to catch Jesus, trying to cancel Jesus. Selective judgment. And you can do Now going back to the message of forgiveness, the way Jesus responds to the accusation of the crowds and to the woman who was brought before him is very particular. What does he do? He starts writing on the ground. He acts as if he doesn't even notice these crowds. He acts as if they are not even there. And the crowds were pushing him further. About Jesus, I know, I know. What do you have to say? What do you have to say? This is what it says in the law of Moses. And this is what it says in the text. I want to read it to you. It's very, it's very beautiful. But when they continued asking him, this is from verse 7. When they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. The one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. What happens afterward? Again, he bent down and wrote on the ground. And in response, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with a woman before him. In Matthew chapter 7, you've been asking kanina about the splinter in your eye, the speck in your eye, and, and, and then your brother's eye, and then the wooden beam in your own eye. This is Jesus saying the same message, but in a very different way. That the first let the one among you who is without sin cast the first stone. Sino mang walang kasalanan sa inyo, sige, cast judgment. One by one, they began to walk away. Because they all knew that they didn't fit the bill. Didn't fit the standard that they were setting themselves. Doesn't mean that standards are bad. Okay. Pero yung standards natin, wag lang sa ibang tao sana. And the way Jesus, Jesus responds to this woman is very, is very, very beautiful. It's very, very beautiful. In verse 10, Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, no one, sir. Then Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on, do not sin anymore. Do not sin anymore. I think for us to make light of um, this, for us to understand this better, there is a, a passage in the Old Testament from... 
Ezekiel. And I'd like to I'd like to read it to you. This is from Ezekiel chapter 18 verses 21 to 23. But if the wicked man turns away from all the sins he has committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what is just and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the crimes he has committed shall be remembered against him. He shall live because of the justice he has shown. Do I find pleasure in the death of the wicked, oracle of the Lord God? Do I not rejoice when they turn from their own evil way and live? Do I not rejoice when they turn from their evil way and live? And that is what Jesus wants. That is what God wants. It's not just to call out our sins to make us feel bad about ourselves. It's to make us see what's keeping us from becoming who he made us to be. What's keeping us from fullness of life. What's keeping us from receiving his embrace. What's keeping us from being fully with him. And these are, these are the things that we call sins. These are, it's not just to call someone out and to make them feel bad about themselves and to make them make a public apology and to make them, and to cancel them, to shut them up and to tell others, it's not just that, it's not just that. What Jesus wants, what God wants is for us to make our way back to him. And the way Jesus that does that, does that to the woman who was caught in adultery, while simultaneously, while simultaneously helping the crowd see how they were making their own mistake is just genius. It's genius and it shows us the extent of love that Jesus has for us, that Jesus has for his people. The crowds were missing something. They were missing their own self-reflection. The woman already had that. And she was carrying her guilt, carrying her shame before Jesus. And what does Jesus say? Jesus says, do not sin anymore. Go and do not sin anymore. Jesus calls it for what it is. He calls it as sin. He doesn't say, oh, don't worry, it's not a big deal. Your body, your choice. Or go live out your sexuality the way, the way. Huwag mo isipin yung mga ganyang bagay. Hindi yan, hindi yan ganyan. You know, um, be a woman. <laughs> That's not what Jesus says. Jesus calls the act for what it is. It's sin. But Jesus extends his mercy and his love not by downplaying what she did, but by recognizing it for what it is and showing her that my love for you is greater than that. Minsan ganun tayo pag nagsasorry tayo, pinapaliit natin yung kasalanan natin. Hindi naman kasi yan ganun kasama. Alam mo yun? It's not, it's not a big deal. Or we say na, it's not as bad as it seems. Ginawa ko naman yung kaya kong gawin. But instead of doing that, Instead of trying to downplay what we did wrong, what Jesus does for us is he shows us how his love is bigger regardless of how big the wrong that you did was or is. Jesus says, <laughs> whoever is without sin, throw the first stone. Sino sa kanila yung walang kasalanan? was Jesus himself. The only one who had the right to condemn her 
chose not to. Chose not to because he didn't have to anymore. Because Jesus doesn't just want to punish people needlessly. What he wants is to bring people back to him. Sometimes that means extending mercy, extending forgiveness. Sometimes that means helping you realize what you did wrong. <laughs> One of Jesus' favorite expressions of love is forgiveness. He wants to offer us real forgiveness, genuine forgiveness, not false forgiveness, not a license to continue on doing bad, not naive forgiveness, but the kind of forgiveness that transforms us. He's always giving that. What makes it different for us is this, is this. I'm about to close here. Are we willing to accept that? Do we have the humility to recognize where we have done wrong? To point out the log, the wooden beam in our own eye. And yes, sometimes we, God can use us, Jesus can use us to call out the wrong in others. That's important too but it helps to take a look at ourselves first because you might be trying to clean somebody else's room without paying attention to the mess in your own house. While Jesus was hanging on the cross, his words, one of his last words were, Father, forgive them for they not know, for they know not what they do. Even to his last breath, he was still extending forgiveness. <laughs> and so as we come to a time of prayer, as we close this session, um, something to reflect about. Maybe we could look back to our lives. I asked you earlier, right? when was the last time you forgave someone? Now I want to ask you, when was the last time you asked God to forgive you? Or you asked a person to forgive you? Maybe as we come to a close, we could reflect and think to our lives, think back to our recent weeks, our recent months, and something to the things that have made us feel guilty or to the things that have made us feel shameful, the things that are difficult to share with others because we're not sure how they would think of us or treat us when they found, find this out about me or the things that we don't like to admit to ourselves because we're just too proud. <laughs> Because we're just too self-righteous. What is that thing? Or maybe it, it's the opposite side. Maybe it's an excess of guilt. Maybe it's an excess of shame that we've been carrying for too long. That we haven't allowed to, we haven't allowed Jesus to carry. We haven't allowed Jesus to take from us when he is very much welcoming us to. You know what's what, what the insecure person and what the prideful person has in common, they're both thinking about themselves. The other one thinks too highly of himself. The other one thinks too lowly of himself. But what Jesus is inviting us to is not, not to exaggerate or to downplay our mistakes, but to look at it as it is and to give it to him, to offer it to him because he is big enough. He is big enough to accept it. He is big enough to transform us in the process. And he loves us so. The kind of forgiveness that he offers is the kind of forgiveness that transforms. 
And so as we come into a time of prayer, I want to invite you to identify what that is for you and to give it to Him openly, humbly, to allow Him to love you and embrace you.